0: welcome
1: to Chewing the fruit i'm jules and i'm bex join us every other sunday for rants pants and all things big girl pants bex how are you yeah really good the sun is shining in the northwest of england so it always makes everything brighter how are you yeah, I'm,
0: I'm good. It's um, quite a nice day up here as well. Plus, you're going on holiday tomorrow as well,
1: aren't you? Yeah, so I am also... Well, I'm buzzing, but I've got that anxiety of trying to get everything done today.
0: Oh, well, why I do we always work. leave it to the last minute, though? Like, we know we're going on holiday for weeks, and then it gets to the afternoon before the day you go, and you're like, oh, I've got
1: nine million work things to do. I've not packed yeah. it in my case. Where's I the dog? It's an absolute shithole, and I've got somebody coming in to look after the cat, which then makes me think... Right, I have to clean my entire house. Your house. I don't want him to really know what we're truly like. So I'm going to have to do a full deep clean before bed.
0: But why Why do we all do that? See, before you go on holiday, everybody's got to leave their house, even if nobody's staying in it, everybody's got to leave their house gleaming. Like, it's such a thing. Like, I'm like, my house isn't gleaming at the best
1: of times. Why would I do but, it before I go on holiday? nice to come back to, isn't it? But we're yeah. always leaving it to last because... You always think you've got time and then and never is, never is enough. Never. So today we're talking um, quotes to live your life by, aren't we? So quotes that have sort of stood out to us that we really like, things that have hit a nerve with us. I've got some that I like bang out and repeat to my clients. Um, and We're both full of them, aren't we? Well, your wall's full of them.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got the wall in the room where I teach my classes and my office and my peloton is. It's just basically, that's so all. It's a gallery of quotes. I love a good
1: motivational mantra. I'm actually sad that Pinterest isn't really a thing anymore because I used to love a little Pinterest board covered in quotes. Oh, yeah. Oh, used Pinterest pages. <laughs> no, I used to love it. <laughs> so, I mean, most of mine are probably, I was sort of thinking about the theme when I was looking at what mine are. Most of them are kind of about taking action, about being proactive, and I guess it matches to sort of my personality traits of why they've stood out to me. I don't know if you found, like, a similar theme with yours.
0: I've found with mine, most of mine are quite, and again, this is probably quite like my personality, they're very short and snappy, and, like, none of them are overly flowery or descriptive. They're kind of, like, like a direct to the point, let's like, <laughs> get on it Tight
1: little thing. slap across the face yeah get out fun.
0: yeah and i wonder if that's because a lot of them i would use like while i'm teaching classes so i can only get a set amount of words out in one go when
1: you're teaching a class so maybe that's why. When- all the best instructors have a pile of cliches that come out of the mouth during <laughs> classes we've all got a little bag of them haven't we I always cringe when I hear it coming out sometimes, thinking, it's like Tourette's. And it comes
0: like, <laughs> the things you say during classes, like, you don't even realise you're saying it, they, ju- they just come yeah. out. Like, yeah. it's
1: just
0: as if you're on class autopilot
1: and you just start banging out all the motivational mantras. Well, that's why people come to us, I guess, isn't it? We are there living to live your life by. Um, So I thought I'm going to go in with one that I used on my social media in the last probably like week. And it got loads of people responding to it and saying, oh, that's so true. It's made me think. And it's, if you don't change it, you're choosing it. Oh, I love love that. I've seen that. Yeah. There you go. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Loads of people reach out to me saying, oh, my God, like you, you really made me think. And I guess I'm like, too many people make excuses about like situation, circumstance, as if things are out of their control, they're unhappy as they are. But ultimately, if you are physically able and capable of changing and you don't, then you're saying I'm okay staying exactly as I am.
0: Yeah. And I think like a lot of people listen to this. And obviously we talk about everything in terms of like fat loss, fitness, wellness, health, all of that kind of thing. And people are like, yeah, but I can't change it for X, Y, and Z. So take it to something completely different. So how many people moan about their jobs? I hate this job, this job's rubbish, it doesn't pay me enough, blah, blah, blah. Are you looking for other jobs? Eh, no. Well, you're choosing the job you're in, because if you're not even looking for another job, if you're not trying to change that situation,
1: then you're choosing that job that you have. And you can put it on relationships, couldn't you? people who bang on about how much they, you know, hate the partner, hate the relationship. Well, you're choosing to stay in that relationship because you're not changing it, you're not leaving the partner or whatever. I think it can relate to pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So if you are unhappy in your current circumstance, whatever it is, whether it's your body, whether it's relationship, um, then if you're not doing something to actively try and change it, if you look at it sort of practically, ultimately you are choosing it, you're saying, this is okay. This is enough for me. I'm unhappy, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah, completely. Oh, I love that one. I oh, know. Put it on your walls. Add that one.
0: Yeah. I know that that'll go up on the, the quote wall of fame. My friend Marisa will be listening to this. She absolutely loves quotes in her old house. I think her bathroom had about 35 of them up on <laughs> This will be gold for her. So, one of mine, and I use this quite a lot, is and it seems simple, but assume the best. So if you're in a situation that you do not know what the outcome will be, you can either assume the worst or you can assume the best. Either way, you're assuming. So it doesn't actually matter. So you are you don't know what the outcome is. So if you've got to choose
1: to assume the worst or assume the best, assume the best.
0: Because why really not? Really
1: simple, yeah, simple. But, yeah, I'm like my brain's whizzing now thinking, yeah. I mean... I guess it depends on your personality, doesn't it? With your mindset, like when we've talked before about whether you're a positive person naturally or whether you've got a growth mindset, because some people automatically will always assume the worst, aren't they? But it's a good one.
0: Yeah, so like if it's going to rain tomorrow, which it does where we live, well, it might not rain tomorrow. So do you know what? You're going to walk in the morning, assume the best. And do you know what? See when you get out the door, then you'll find out and you'll deal with it then. But moaning about it the night before doesn't help.
1: So I assume the best. Nice. Um, next one for me. So I was thinking this one's like nothing to do with fitness and stuff, but it's something I get asked quite a lot. So I've picked other people's opinions and none of my business. Yes. Because I have so many women that I work with who are scared to do X, Y, and Z. Wholly because of what other people are going to think of them. Mm-hmm. And they literally make life decisions based on it, which I know it's not easy. Like I've probably got more comfortable with it in my 30s. But it's kind of like when we have chats and say, you know, like if you're worrying about like what another fitness professional thinks of you, mm-hmm. they're not paying your bills. They're yeah. never going to be your client. An opinion is really important to say, it's not fact. So somebody else's opinion doesn't need to impact you. If they're not paying your bills, if you don't love or respect them, then why on earth would you let their opinion permeate onto what it is that you're doing?
0: And actually, I read a thing in a book before and it said, you know, all of that noise that you've got in your head, this what other people think. I'm going to let somebody down. People will be upset with me. All of this noise that you've got going on in your head, everyone else has got that about themselves as well. So actually. All of this worry that we put into the opinion of others, which has actually got nothing to do with us anyway, all of this thought we put into it, people don't even think about you as much as you think they think about you because they're too busy thinking about their stuff and worrying that you're going to be annoyed with them. So, Yeah. yeah, absolutely don't. And it's their opinion. It's not your opinion. It's not a fact about you. So The opinion belongs to them. The thought process belongs to them. Let them have it and mind your
1: own business. Yeah, because it's different, isn't it, if it's somebody, like say that you love or respect, you have to listen to your immediate friends, family's opinions if you want to, and then you can choose what you're going to do with them. But you have to always remember that they aren't fact. And I think it's really sad... If you're not being authentic in who you are and what you want, because you're so crippled by what other people might, and like you say, might is like in capitals underlined, be thinking of you because they're probably not. And if they are thinking something about you, it might be a fleeting thought. It, It just isn't your business. It doesn't matter. And actually, I heard someone say, don't worry about the opinion of someone you wouldn't go to for advice. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's a good way to challenge your own thoughts, isn't it, and question it. Like, unless you would actually respect their opinion, because you've picked up a phone and said, I care about what you think, it makes very little sense. It's easier said than done, isn't it, though? You have to, you have to work on building the resilience and a thick skin, but that's how I would look at it. Right, well, how does their opinion matter to my life, really? And I think it's kind of
0: mindfulness as well, because actually a lot of time we probably don't realise that we are actually doing that. So to actually draw attention to the fact, wait a minute, you're stopping yourself from making this decision because you're worried about the opinion of someone else. And actually when you put light on that, people are like, oh, oh yeah, I am, aren't I? Mm. So a lot of the time I think we do these things on automatic and we don't actually think about it. Mm.
1: Right, hit me with another little knowledge bomb I love it when you give us these I thought this this pod's perfect for Julie <laughs> little words of wisdom bang out <laughs> here's one fitness related one
0: workout will change your day many workouts will change your life
1: yes yes um and I think I've been actually pondering this a similar one I've got is kind of about commitment and consistency so that when I think about the one workout and then many, that's the equivalent, isn't it, of like I was pondering it this week. Um like when a river's flowing and eventually it's gonna like erode the rocks away and it'll be over time, but but the outcome can be huge. Or I was thinking about like saving pennies and day by day having a penny in your pocket won't have that much impact. But imagine, you know, after a few years of having little pennies in your pocket, um so it's kind of like the accumulation, isn't it, of the commitment of everything. Obviously, the short-term boom of having your workout on your day that's going to make your day better, but in terms of results.
0: Yeah, and then it becomes habits, and then actually doing the many workouts changes your routine, it changes your resilience, it changes your grit. So actually, because of all of these little things compounded over time, that's where the big change. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is they do something for two weeks or two months and they're like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. But yeah. think of that river. If that river only ran through that valley for two weeks or two months, it would make no difference. If mm. it through that valley for 20 years, it changes the whole landscape. It literally, makes it, yeah. a, it
1: literally makes it a different place. You've got to keep it in mind, haven't you? Because I always think it must be really hard when like somebody's got, say, a lot of weight to lose and they're doing really well and they're knocking pounds off week after week, but they still can't really see any change in the mirror. Whereas if you've only got half a stone to lose, you're going to see the results dead quick, aren't you? Like within four weeks, you're going to be like, oh, I'm where I want to be. And I always think that with those people, that must be really hard to keep chipping away and doing one workout at a time when you're not seeing like the gratification of your efforts. Yeah. But it pays off for sure. Um, and it links on to so I'd put one down where I've said commitment gets you started, but consistency gets your results. Yes. Fitness, but pretty much in anything in life that you want to be successful at, isn't it? That you you're, you're gonna commit, you're gonna sign up to the course, you know, take the first step in whatever it is. But the people, the difference between the people who start and the people who finish is consistency and showing up every day. And I think a lot of the time when I get asked, kind of stuff around like what's the key to fat loss? As boring as it is, I always say consistency, being consistent, doing what you need to do day in, day out, until you establish your habits and behaviours.
0: So there was a part in Atomic Habits that's very like that, and it's called Greatness in the Moment. And what it talks about is Michael Phelps, you know, the Olympic swimmer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, he greatest swimmer of all time, or like look at somebody like Andy Murray, greatest Mm -hmm. tennis player, Sina Williams, all of those people. When did they become great? They didn't become great the day they got handed the trophies at Wimbledon or they got the gold medal. The greatness in the moment is the getting up at 6am and going to the pool in January when it's cold. It's the getting to bed early. So how you become great is in the moment. It's in this very moment right now. It's taking the action today and tomorrow and the next day. So that day that you get the medal, you get the trophy, is just the day you're rewarded for your efforts, but you become
1: great in the moment. I always think of like, you'll see him on Instagram, like Colby Byron. Is it Colby Byron? Colby Bryant? Kobe Bryant? Bryant. Um, okay. I only know about him because little Joe loves basketball, but um, he always talks about, you know like that he wasn't good after one year or even two years it's like 15 years of showing up all the time doing the work to get to be the best at what you're doing mm-hmm. um and he's saying about you know it's not the person who turns up and goes all out three days a week or whatever it's the person who keeps showing up and like doing the best every single day day in day out and um, it's it's hard isn't it when you want that instant gratification and when you're at the bottom as a beginner. It feels like a massive mountain to climb is the problem, isn't it? I've got so far to go. But actually, the next one on my list, it's like we've practised this and we actually haven't, have we? We've just rocked up. Um, as always. As always. Seat of our pants. <laughs> I've put down the expert in anything that was once a beginner, which I absolutely love. Um, because I get so many girls who come to me and they're like, oh, no, I really want to start. I really want to join up. but I'm just not fit enough. I'm just an absolute beginner. Everyone might be fitter than me. And I always go back and say, where do you think they started from? Like the exact same message you've just sent was them 12 months ago, two years ago, whatever it is. Even me, I say, well, I was a beginner 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but I've been consistent with it. But it holds people back, doesn't it? This like, well, you know, I'm only a beginner, you know everything, or that. One girl said to me the other night, I was going to come to your class on Monday night, but then I realised that everyone will be fitter than me, everyone will be this, everyone will be that. And I said, one, it doesn't matter, like, nobody's looking. They're just focusing on their own workout, aren't they? You're not looking around the gym going, oh, she's not going as fast as me, I'm mountain climbers. Um but I was like, two, every single one of them had a day one where they first walked through that gym door, the themselves as an absolute beginner. And actually, 100% is 100%. Yes.
0: It doesn't matter what... So, like, it was just when you referenced mountain climbers there. Everybody's dying on mountain climbers. Everybody. It doesn't yeah. matter whether this is your first day doing it or you've been doing it every day for a year. Because 100% is 100%. And Yeah. What 100% feels like to you and to me and to the beginner and to the expert is all the same. So you're yeah. actually all given the same level if you're given 100%. Yeah.
1: Working you at your it. maximum capacity, isn't it? Whatever that is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like that one. The expert in anything was once a beginner because I wrote it down because I like it anyway. And then it was making me think about like people I look up to and stuff, you know, in like business. And I thought, well, most of them just started out one day going to the gym and, you know enjoying it and then moving on to the next thing and then maybe they had a gym and they were a PT and you, it means that you never set yourself boundaries when you start to look at things like that because there's no role that you couldn't get to if you really wanted to yeah
0: which I think is quite exciting yeah but whatever somebody and this is a very much a growth mindset thing that When you look about so when we look at other people that have done better than us in fitness business whatever it is and you think oh if you've got there that means it's possible so i could get
1: there yeah
0: and you look at where other people have got to and rather thinking i've not got that far i would think oh oh, also there is a system for this there's a way to do it i could figure this out i could ask them how they do it how i can replicate your steps and I think that's quite inspiring because if someone else yeah. has achieved it, it makes
1: it achievable. It is totally mindset, isn't it? Because you you're saying that, then I was thinking about Deb, who I shared her stuff on my socials yesterday. So Deb started in like January, which was not that long ago. No. As an absolute beginner. And this lady, like, she, she was on about maybe like three, 4,000 steps a day, issues with mobility, um, needed to make a lot of changes. Four months later, we're now on like 10, 11, 12,000 steps a day, just like slowly, slowly, like you say, the river. And I put a thing up and somebody wrote underneath like, oh, um, I should take the leaf out of your book. If only I could do this. And I thought, wow, you've already written yourself off. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you're no different to Deb. Like she just turned up and and she had every reason not to turn up. She's got like an issue with her hip, an issue with her back. and my belly, Like she could have easily said, why physically I'm not capable of doing this? Mm-hmm. But I kind of read it and thought, wow, you've like written yourself off already. When It's not like I've said, this lady's been with me five years. She's been with me four months and she's just being consistent, chipping away. But I think it's your head, isn't it? What you believe that you can do. It's that, it's that sort of if you tell yourself you can or you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, another, not on my list, but it's another good one.
0: Well, that actually leads me on to my next one, which nice. is energy flows where focus goes. Yes. So if you think, oh, that will never happen for me anyway. Uh, I'm just going to doom doomed to fail. Probably because that's what you're putting your energy into. But if you think I am going to do everything in my power to create this, to get to that goal and that is where you're channeling that energy then yeah you will because energy flows where focus goes so put your focus on it put your energy into it and you can achieve anything
1: a billion percent like I could I can't think of examples when that hasn't been the case for me you know when I've really wanted something and I've set my mind to it might be dead hard but I mean I don't get me wrong I don't mean like when I've really wanted to win the lottery I
0: mean, like, <laughs> I'm trying really hard with that and really it's
1: I, win the lottery. I mean stuff that I can actually action when I've put my mind to it I'm like you can achieve anything if you put all of your focus and if you say out loud that is what you are doing that's what you're going after you're invincible
0: But yeah, actually, the lottery's quite a good one. How many people have you heard say, oh, see if I could just get a wee lottery win. See if I won the lottery. It'd be great to win the lottery. And then you say, do you put the lottery on? And they're like, no. (laughs) Like, you can't just... Like, if I win the lottery, it's going to be down to me because I went to the co-op and I purchased a lottery ticket. So I've done all the steps that I can do to win the lottery. I'm not just waiting for... Giving them a call to turn up at my door, where I check. They're really
1: like pushing, manifesting, aren't they? Huh. Just like sitting in the garden and saying, I need to win the lottery. You really positive about it, but I'm not giving you my two pounds. That is a growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that leads on, honestly, these little like flaws, Jules, I'm so impressed by us. <laughs> Just transitioning from one to the other. Um, the best way to approach your future... Is to create it Ex- exactly. There Thank you me. go. Put the lottery ticket on if you want to win it.
0: But if you want to be a lottery winner, step one: play the lottery. Like it, but it's that whole thing of how many people say they, they desperately want something or that would be their ideal life, and they are taking no steps towards it. Like, yeah. I would. I would like to run a marathon. Well, do you run at all now? No. Do you do any sort of cardio? No. Like, you need to start somewhere and every expert was once a beginner. So everybody that's ran marathons ran a 5k, then a 10, then a half. So if you want something, you need to create it.
1: I think it it relates really well to, like, I mean, obviously, I always feel like I have to caveat that there's certain health conditions and stuff that we can't plan for. Yeah, But I think, like, what would I like my future to be? like really healthy, happy, fulfilled, so guess how I'm going to approach it? By prioritising my health now, Uh by constantly assessing my values and whether my actions are aligning with my values, and if they're not, I'm going to ditch the shit that's taking up my energy and time that doesn't bring me joy, and I'm going to keep doing that. So magically, my future, I will probably be relatively happy and healthy because I'm doing all the work to make sure that that's the case now.
0: And that's the thing, there's always going to be curveballs, like people are going to get made redundant from jobs, Mm. there's going to be illnesses, there's going to be injuries, hopefully, in my case, the curveball is going to be a lottery win, but you never (laughs) know how these things... Do you put a ticket on the lottery? Oh, all the time. Oh, thank God. Imagine I didn't, and I'm like sitting here like, yeah, I'm going to win the lottery. Um, (laughs) No, I do, I do. So... So far, I'm like about 3 million tickets to zero in terms of winning. I've probably won about 22 quid back. But yeah, it's, there's always going to be curveballs. And all you can do is control the controllables, do what you can do, do what's in your remit and what's in your circle of control. Everything else outside that, well, don't worry about it because you can't control it anyway. So you can only do what you can do to affect that change.
1: Amen. I think it's you next. Have you
0: got yeah, another one? I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to throw in a bit of a different one, and it's, right. it's, not so much a a quote as as a song lyric, nice. but but I think people appreciate it, and it's you can do it. Put your back into it, from Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it. It's all along the same lines. You can do it. Just put the work in. Just get up off the couch and affect what you can affect. You can do it
1: if you do the work. Yes, absolutely. Seems they are so simple, but I mean, and they all weirdly everything's pretty much us saying the same thing, isn't it? Everything that we're saying. Um, next one I've got. It's not really like a quote. It's something I say. Um, that you are an average of your behaviors. Yes. So. Your body is an average of your behaviours in terms of the way it looks and feels. and You as a person are an average of your behaviours, habits and choices. <laughs> so to put it like simply when you look at it, if you're talking body composition, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to see it, aren't you? You're going to see it and you're going to feel it. If most of the time you're neglecting like your diet and you don't exercise very much, it's going to be pretty obvious when there's a body stood in front of you that does take care of you know, all the ticks, average of your behaviours. But even with, like, I suppose, again, with work and stuff like that, you're only going to make progress, aren't you, if you're sort of above average, ticking those boxes. Then you've got the opportunity to have a few days when you're going to be below average, and then it's going to even out. But I always sort of say to my clients, look at, like, the month. Right, you've had, like, four or five days where you've been off it, off the rails, whatever, you've had events, but for the other 25, you were ticking the box because you were doing pretty well. So guess what? Over the month, you're actually right above average. So as we go through the year, finishing most months above average, it's going to start to pay off, isn't it? In your health, your fitness, how you look. So yeah, you yeah. are yeah. an average of your choices and behaviours and habits. Average is quite a good thing to include there because
0: you don't have to be perfect all the time. Like, in fact, you're probably never going to be able to be perfect because it literally doesn't exist. Because no matter what you deem as perfect today, Mm. it'll be higher tomorrow. You're always going to keep raising that bar. So if you go for the average and focus on that, it gives you flexibility, it gives you choice, it gives you freedom, but it still allows you to make progress if you are focusing on what you do consistently on average.
1: Yeah,
0: perfect. (laughs) So... My next one's got a bit of a story to it. So I was on my way to a retreat. God, it must be like four years ago now. And I was reading a book. And in the book, I seen this quote. And it's actually a line from a poem. And it says, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And at the time, I was working, like, literally... Oh, a bajillion hours a week, I was exhausted, the retreat couldn't have come at a better time and I thought I'm on like a hamster wheel of just constantly working, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere, there's no joy and I thought that's such a good question, what is it I plan to do with my one wild and precious life, had never heard this quote before and we walked in, it was in a big farmhouse and literally in the middle of nowhere um, down near Bristol. And we walked in, we were all in the kitchen in the big farmhouse that night, and I looked up at the wall. And there was a quote on the wall, and it was the same quote. It said, what do you plan to do with your one wild and precious? Wow. And I'm like, I've never seen it before in my life. It massively spoke to me on a retreat where, and I'm, like most people, never, never off my phone. And especially at the time when I was working so, so much. I was genuinely never off my phone morning, noon and night. And the day we left for the retreat, we got an email to say the Wi-Fi's down in the farmhouse. So here's the landline number for emergencies, but you'll basically not be able to use the internet the whole weekend you're here. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss out on so much stuff. I can't have this. My business will just close. And it was brilliant. And that quote, asking me what I wanted to do with my entire life, the one wild and precious life that I've got. What do you plan to do with it? Coming at the time where I was going on like a breathwork yoga, mindfulness retreat. And was this before you were a coach? No, this was, I had the studio at the time. But I think it was only me at work there at the time. And I was teaching like 25 classes a week, 25 personal training sessions, seven days a week. In between morning, and evening classes and clients, it was just all laptop and like 14 cans of Monster a day, having to have been, sleeping five hours a night, brutal stuff. And it was that, that I would say is a massively pivotal point in my life. And it's that quote actually sits ahead of my Peloton bike. So when I'm on my Peloton, that's the quote that's dead ahead of me. And I look at it all the time. And I think, what what are you are you creating this? Are you taking action? to create this life
1: that you love? It is a great one because, I mean, not in a morbid way, but I constantly um, reflect on the fact that we're only here for a short amount of time, we're here once. So a lot of the time with friends and stuff, I'll go back and be like, does this matter in the bigger picture? Are you gonna care on your deathbed? And one we heard in, I think it was like somebody off AFM that said it, and I know you've loved it, and I've used it loads, was that, um, is your future self going to thank you for this? Yes, I think it's in the yeah. um
0: journal. Um, uh, yeah. and will, will your future self be grateful? And it's such yeah. a way, especially when you're worried about the opinions of others, it's yeah. such a good way to make a decision that, Do you want to, in this moment, do something for someone else so that they're not upset or they're not disappointed in you, but actually you're doing a huge disservice to your
1: future self? And I think it can work on two scales. I use it in two ways. One with clients on, like, short-term decisions. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, let's say they've got the on and they've got an urge to binge on chocolate. And I always say, just stop. When you have those thoughts, stop and ask yourself, Will my future self in two, three, four days thank me for making this decision? I'm like, then if you still want to do it, sometimes you just have to do it, don't you? There's, yeah. You know, sometimes you have to do it. But I'm like, if you actually put that divide in, create a bit of distance and ask yourself that question, nine times out of 10, you know that when you're checking in in four and five days, you're going to feel like shit because you've done this thing now. So I'm like, look forward a little bit And ask your future self, do you want me to do this? Is this going to help me reach my goals? But then, like, for me personally, I do it, like, more long-term. So, like, you know I've sent you rambling WhatsApp about business and stuff. of like, what, you know, what should you do about this? What should you do about that? And you've come back to me and said, and what would your future self say to you? And I'm like, I know what she'd say, but I'm caught up in... Doing things for other people and people pleasing and wanting to do the best by my clients and blah blah blah. When actually, if I look at the the forty year old version of me, I'd be like, I don't know, you silly bitch. Why were you PT until nine o'clock every night and eating your tea at half ten and living off five hours sleep? That type of thing. And I go, you definitely won't. Thank you, Fricks. So there's no benefits to it other than the benefits to the people that I'm giving everything to. So I look at it much more long-term, but I think that's, actually, that could be my favourite of the day, really. It's a way of, like, it's self-reflection, isn't it? Giving yourself that little prompt before you make decisions. Yeah, completely. Like, it's, it's mindfulness
0: again, just taking that time to step back and rather than making the easy decision in the moment, like, it's that easy things, hard life, hard things, easy life. Yeah. Do the hard things now for a much easier life
1: later. Yeah, I mean we've banged through a fair few there. We've done it again. We've been on at least half an hour rabbit in between, or something. I w- I
0: wonder how many quotes we've fitted in there. I've got to, We've got to have getting at least fifteen or sixteen, I think.
1: Yeah, and I could have kept going, but so many of them overlapped, don't they? Into like take action, take charge of your own life, make decisions that your future self is going to thank you for. For our thought of listeners and client base, please hear the one about being a beginner, That experts, anybody who's good at anything, anybody you look up to, they were all beginners. They all had a day one. They all took that first step of saying, right, I'm drawing a line and I'm getting fit or I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to work on my mindset to feel better. Everybody who's good at that was a beginner. And that's the thing, the beginner took action...
0: That made their future self grateful. The beginner took the action to make them the expert, and now the expert is grateful that they started in the first place. Oh, Amen.
1: Honestly, what an uplifting episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> expect this episode in paperback on Amazon, um, and <laughs> we could get like you'll get a wee like diary thing that you can flip over every day, with a picture of me and Bex on it, and a motivational oh,
1: little affirmation cards that they yeah. can flick out the past. There'd definitely be some sweary ones in there, though, wouldn't they? I used to have a button in the old studio
0: and you'd press it and it, like, said affirmations to you. So maybe get you a button that you can put up in your house and it'll just be, like, me and Bex being like, yes, you can! (laughs) On
1: the fridge. Will your future self thank you for this?
0: oh thanks <laughs> it's been so good but i am sure we'll pass a good few voice notes with motivational quotes between us after this that'll
1: be us for the awesome
0: next two days what well, i'll remember this one you <laughs> know so so motivated i might go out and run around the block now <laughs> Bex, Bex, it's been amazing to speak to you and i will speak to you soon speak to you soon bye